You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome in everybody to a live, 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 live garden report preview. We'll do it live. Off season preview. We're going to do it live with uh, Josue Pavone, Bobby Manning, uh, Jimmy Toscano. And uh, yeah, and we've got some news. We've got some drama. We've got a lot of cool stuff actually going on right now. So we're going to talk about it all. We had breaking news today where the Sixers are going to sign Daryl Morey. That's good for them. I think potentially bad for the Celtics because that's not going to be a gong show organization. It's, it's frightening. It's frightening. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Uh, yeah. Uh, NBA. Uh, uh, What's a he won? Artic- huh? What's Daryl Morey won? He's won shit. Three games against the Warriors. That means a lot. getting defensive already. Jeez. Go ahead, John. Continue. Where everyone's well, already well, scared. Let's give him a yeah. second. We've got, we've got a grim picture of, uh, you know, what NBA revenues might look like next year, how that's going to impact uh, the offseason and next season. Uh, a start date that literally not a human being associated with the NBA thinks is a good idea. Uh, but like those owners. Huh? Except like for owners. owners. Because they want that dough, man. They want <laughs> they want a full season. They, they need it a lot. Ahead. And again, Talk obviously that's that's tied to the that's tied to the revenue here. They need um, as much revenue as they could possibly generate to make up for probably having at least half, if not an entire season without fans. It's going to be a grisly picture next year. But we're starting with our man Gordon Hayward, who, according to a report, could take. <clears throat> The Al Horford approach, they're calling it an opt-out. We don't, we don't like hearing that name. <laughs> Just to refresh everybody, in case you don't remember what Al Horford did. Everyone oh, assumed he'd opt in and or play ball, tear up his deal and re-sign a new one, a team-friendly deal, because he's Al. He's awesome. He loves it here. And he didn't. And it almost screwed the Celtics. It ended up being a, a actually a fortuitous thing that Horford left, and they don't have him on the books right now for uh, three or four years. But Hayward might be looking to do the same thing, and this could be bad for a lot of reasons. You know what's the scary thing there is that the Atlanta Hawks are a team that Zach Lowe mentioned on that podcast where a lot of this guy Right, this was Rowan Simmons for everybody out there. uh, Bobby Marks. Bobby Marks had a lot of the cap stuff there. So Yeah, but Lowe was saying the vibe around, just to set the scene for everybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Lowe was saying the vibe around Hayward is odd, and he can't quite place it, but that's what he compared it to Horford, which is nobody's quite get to happen here but there's a vibe that he might be sniffing around looking at his market right now and wondering if Why wouldn't he be? when free and but if when free agency comes 
Well, he's thinking, is the money out there that I don't know is going to be out there or not? Everyone's assuming the 35, 36 million is the most he's going to get. And there's a vibe that he might be seeing it. Maybe I can lock something up right now. So, Bobby, go ahead. But yeah, I just wanted to provide yeah, uh, so background I, context for people. This links into some of the league stuff that we read about before we got on here, too. The fact that a lot of the players this year aren't going to get their number salary. So, Hayward, if he opted in, was going to be getting $34 million. He could lose as much as 30% of that, and maybe more with, with the numbers that we saw today. So, it's in his interest financially to try to find some long-term guaranteed money uh, beyond this year. So, I think it's no mistake that there's a lot of noise around him right now because there is a team in the Atlanta Hawks that I think is more intriguing for him than I think we gave credit to previously. They're not good, but they have $44 million in cap space. There's not a lot of players out there that they can kick that cap space back to future years with with one-year deals. And honestly, you look at this free agent market, Hayward's the best player, and it's not even close. Uh, Van Vliet, maybe, but I'm with yeah. you. Here, up there. Yeah, no, no, no question. That's a good point, Bobby. Yeah, I think if you're the Atlanta Hawks too, you want to you want someone like Hayward, right? You want someone who could come in there, veteran experience, isn't going to be expected to be one of the top guys, mentor these young guys, because Atlanta, they believe they're they're there. They're ready to compete in the playoffs or at least take that next step. And I think Gordon Hayward would certainly uh, push them forward, and especially with, with the kind of money he's commanding. I mean, for what you're getting out of him, it's a pretty valuable contract moving forward. Of course, you have to hope he doesn't get hurt. That's the big what if here. But also another team that's out there who is not. You know, it's not a team that everyone's crazy about. They're sort of the one of the laughing stocks of the of the league. That that's the New York Knicks. No question, the New York Knicks are going to do their best to go out and get someone like Fred Van Fleet. But if they strike out, what's wrong with someone like Gordon Hayward? Especially someone like Gordon Hayward who could essentially go there and say, I don't know, I don't want to call it the Marcus Morris route because I think he'd have to stay there for more than one year. But maybe he could sort of add some you know value to his name moving forward after a year or two. You know, you go to New York. You know, you got young talent, another similar situation. I mean, I don't know if they're quite far along uh, compared to, uh, to to New York and, I mean, compared to Atlanta and, and Trey Young, but they do got to have a couple pieces in there. Robinson's a big man. Uh, you know, obviously, R.J. Barrett is their, is their uh, future. So I, I, there's a couple of options. I mean, those are the only two teams, realistically, I think, could step up to the table and offer Hayward uh, a three-year deal that, that's not going to break the bank. Okay, but here's my question. Is is it make does it make sense for Gordon Hayward? Is it just about money for Gordon Hayward? Because if it was just about money, wouldn't he have just re-signed with the Utah Jazz? I mean, isn't there a little bit more to you know the fit, um, the comfortability? You know, he's got a big family now, four kids uh, and a wife, and I know that family's huge for him. Um, the Knicks are a tough organization to just jump in. I mean, talk about uh, a team. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure with yeah, a, right. with a lot of pressure, screwy culture. Um, you know, tough, tough place to be New York city, uh, during a pandemic on top of it all. Yeah. That's um, a good point. So I'm not sure if that's a good fit. Now, if you're going Hayward, you opt out knowing something because there's Hayward's a lot not of, a New York kind of guy too. And no. you got it. What about Robin though? Hey, Hey, she's you know, the vibes. Come on, Robin, she's Robin like, Hayward. She's I don't like see New York. Dude, she's in, she's in uh, Indiana. Free, so so this thing. Yeah. If you're Gordon Hayward, you, there's there's a lot of in the Boston Celtics. There's a lot of other barriers to play here. I mean, the article that just came out today um, from Woj and and Lowe was talking about the reported income from the NBA and the loss that they took, how that could potentially affect the salary cap or not affect it um, if they're going to find ways to keep it constant. But if you're Gordon Hayward, if you're the Boston Celtics, how does that affect your 
your you know negotiations and what you're willing to pay down the road when you're not or what you or if you're going to Hayward what you're willing to risk down the road if you're not sure where this cap is heading in the next couple of years because if they play a season without fans again they're going to lose a ton of money a ton of money i mean that just based on the numbers we saw today yeah well i mean we'll get to that we'll get to that in a minute cuz that is going to impact some things but i mean wouldn't that theoretically mean that Hayward there's not going to be money out there for him next year. I, that to me, if right, so I, I just, I, I, for me, it's twofold. I don't see it mainly because he's he needs to show something. He's still a risk out there. I just don't see that. Yeah, like Bobby, you say he's the best player out there. Maybe you know, like he's he hasn't put together a complete season in four years. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. Before the shutdown, it, it's easy to, to forget that if you're watching the Celtics, but if you're looking for, at things from a you know, different perspective, like a thirsty team like the Knicks or the Hawks, you're like, wait, wait a minute. This guy could really help us out. You really think he returned also. That's a that's an encouraging sign. Do you think great. Gordon Hayward puts yeah. one of these teams over the top? Like, to me, I don't see it at I all. I think he's closer than, than a lot of guys. guy you spend – if you're another team, Hayward to me is a guy, if you're another team, you spend way more money than the value you're getting in order to bring him bring him over. He's the type of guy that you're like, oh, we got somebody, and then fans are going to be like, we're paying this guy what? Like, I just right. don't – he's not that guy. He's and not talking, that guy. Well, he's about- good, and he has value, and he, this, here's the thing. Two things can be true. The Celtics can't replace him, even if he is overpaid here, and they don't get his money if he walks out the door. So it's a freaking disaster if he leaves. It's bad. The Celtics need him to stay, at least so they have the asset or the money or his value because they can't replace it with the $8 million they're going to have to sign somebody if he leaves. He's immensely valuable to the Celtics. Some other team you think is going to pony up $30 million for this guy? I... I can't see it. I can't well, see the other it. Thing, the other thing is in, when you were comparing Al Horford to Gordon Hayward. Yeah, situation. it's not going to take $30 million, man. It's a completely different situation. What, what do oh, you think it is? 20, 20, average, 30, three years, 60-something million, but 61 that's what million. About, Why would he opt out then? That's, what we're, that's what we're telling the well, Celtics. The Celtics it, it comes do down that to, tomorrow. It comes down to him getting 60 to $75 million guaranteed over multiple years. 75 versus, over three or yeah. more. That's just that one time. Okay. And, and that 34, that 34 isn't 34, like we keep saying. And that's the other thing, too. Like, I, I think ultimately the best thing that the Celtics and Hayward can get done here is a two, three year deal that gets him some guaranteed money long term and doesn't have that, you know, 34 million possibly expiring that John mentioned hanging over them all year. Because you know what that's going to lead to? Are they trading Hayward? Are they trading Hayward every single week all year? And all of a sudden that becomes another cloud over the team. There's risk to signing him long term. We know the injuries. We don't even know how he's going to recover from this last one, even though it seems relatively minor. Maybe it takes him some time to get back again. So this risk, if you do this now, I, I just think it's the least riskiest of all of these because if you lose him, it's a disaster. It's definitely. Yeah, but Bobby, it also could be a disaster in a couple of years. I mean, look, the, the money, we don't know what's going to look like in a couple of years. Well, so Kemba could be too. I think you're maximizing right now. Maximize who? Okay. The team. Yeah, but how do you lock in all those guys? We're talking about four players making well over $25 million. This is not going to work. Well, I think you could get them back. Going to get the bag, you, right? you end we up, all agree with that? I mean, unless you, you guys are sure. You know, well, you end up paying crazy. Talking something else. 
you end up paying a crazy tax if you're if you're the Boston Celtics. The, the Celtics That's the other thing too. The team doesn't know where the tax is. But and the that, Celtics, that kills everybody. Really, it's a bad thing, but at the end of the day, it's better than locking him in for three years. I'm sorry, I said it. Okay, Celtics fans, kill me. Like whatever. You know what I mean? Like let's face it, they don't want to do this. Kemba Walker, Tatum. Jalen Brown, you got Jalen Brown for a good price. You got Marcus it's Smart. It's not that this way. We'll get into him later, but you you can't replace him. I get that, John. But if he doesn't opt in, what are you going to well, do? Let's, let's talk about the trade. Let's, let's talk about the let's talk well, about the, the trade options. We talked about the walks. Jimmy must speak. I think we should, what we should do most likely to least likely scenarios, and I feel like it's still unlikely for him to opt out because I think the oh, I, was trying I think to... he might do it. Okay, fine. You might we can too. talk you about. I want that to happen, but all right, Jimmy, I, you rank them. No, I just want to say, sure. I I think the first thing I think from most, I think he opts in for this final year. It's a lot of money. Um, you know, it allows the Celtics. It's not thirty-four though. It could be like much. twenty-six, twenty-four even. Like they're gonna take like thirty, forty percent out of its players' salaries this year. Look, I'm saying that's the best case scenario for the Celtics. But okay. if he opts out, don't you know? Don't the world's not over for the Celtics. It is. It was how, John? Like how, yes, it is. Yeah. It definitely is, Joe Sway. Because that was the worst thing. If Joe he opts out, that production out. walks out the door, and you're left with seven million dollars to replace. You could have Semi Ojale in the starting the line. Yeah, the you should still argue. There's still the MLE. You don't know what's going to happen with cancer. I mean, listen. Like obviously, cancer. Cancer is gone. Cancer. They're going <laughs> to right, but they cancer. can either have the full. They can either have, have the full MLE or have the full MLE. Yeah. So you prefer to lock him in and then move forward. He's really good, Joe Sway. He is. No, I understand that. But For really, three years, you're going to lock in. How are you going to lock it? So you, you're I'm doing it. What, to flip him? You tear the this. Years? No. You, two things happen. You tear this up. And you sign him for three years. Now you have a salary you can trade for the next two and three years, which is great. Um, and a player who you can't possibly replace for the amount of money you'll have if he walks. It's a no-brainer that they would sign him to an extension. It's a no-brainer. I think I, they I would too. And, like, but, yeah. but at what price, though? That's the thing, John. I mean, I think I, it's going to be. We don't know if the Hawks and Knicks are really that interested, but if, if the price is up there, you willing to see the Celtics do that? So match- here's the here's the thing. I did the math last night. If you sign him the twenty to twenty four million for this year, the Celtics could actually avoid the luxury tax this year if they trade the thirtieth pick or send it overseas. Can so I tell like, you they how could come and just care about luxury taxes? No, but if that matters, in these this are world, billionaires. Pay pay luxury taxes. Pay some taxes. Pay any tax. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. But if it but does matter, pay, then when you pay it for like what is it, three years in a row? Yeah. Now you're paying even more on top of it. Who and, cares? They, well, I don't is, care. But this I is mean, their toy. Like, okay. Somebody might care. This somebody is. Might care. This is. A, this they're is not my, good enough to win. I guarantee you, Wick will care. What does Wick make owners, his money from? Owners have professional teams, like they have. You know, my third yacht. Yeah, it's we'll go done. talk to John Henry about that then, because I'm it's looking just... at rookie bets in a dog. <laughs> yeah, he's in the You're like, in to have fun and to win. Money doesn't matter. Spend, spend, spend. I don't want to hear tax, luxury sure. tax. But it's do what thing. it takes. Okay. I, get it. The, I will never watch another baseball game for the rest of my life because the Red Sox traded away Mookie bets to get under a luxury tax threshold. All right, okay. Done. Owners, I don't want to hear tax. Do what it takes, okay? Fine. Pay the penalties, sign the guy, have the best team possible. If you're, if you're a GM, I don't I don't know if you're looking at Gordon Hayward the way that the Sixers looked at Al Horford. I think part of the Sixers signing Al Horford was taking him away from the Celtics, right? I mean, if there's unless there's a contender that I'm not thinking of 
that's going to be jumping at, you know, chomping at the bit to scoop up Gordon Hayward, he might not have that same market. Even if he is the best free agent or one of the best free agents in the class, I think that says more about the class than it says about Gordon Hayward. And I, again, I think teams are going to be hesitant to lock themselves up into a, you know, a a heavy deal, not knowing if the salary cap's going to, you know, shrink on them. His leverage isn't huge, but I do think the opt-out case is pretty strong. He prevents himself from getting traded but to any possible to, destination. Could he opt uh, out to reset? To, yeah, to re-sign that's, how, that's how he would do it. And yeah. at the, I, I don't think you it makes sense. And re-sign a new three-year deal in the 20-something million range. Now the Celtics, the Celtics do that because they have his rights. The Celtics might have to go higher than they want to there. Bernadoni said 60 overall. I think it could be closer to 75 if the Hawks get involved. 60 is the deal we want to see yeah. Yeah, you know, 60 sounds right. that might be low i agree I, yeah. i'm thinking uh, you said 70 i think 70 but again because we know we thought horford was in the bag for what we were talking oh, about. oh and he was 130 but we thought <laughs> out of horford nowhere gonna, we thought horford was gonna do a three and 60 or something like that you know and and everyone's like everyone will be happy with that right and he's like you know like fuck that i've got you know and then he went and signed what he signed nobody saw that coming so I you're mean, right it could Bobby, be it only takes one. It takes one to set the market. And if he is the best player out there and you have one team that's like, I got to do something, you're right. One team can set the market. And and if one team is willing to go 100 million guaranteed over three, that's yeah, hard. That's to- the thing. If you're the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, do you realistically do that? And that's the team that I thought of when when, uh, when, when Jalen Brown was up. I was like, if the Southern's are locking Jalen, he could go to Atlanta. And, I, and luckily, or at least... Jalen uh, Brown is Biden, not... Gordon Hayward. Jalen Brown is not Gordon. Right, Jaylen that's what I'm Brown saying. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. That kind of money to, to go from Jalen to Hayward, that's a that's a tough thing if you're Atlanta. So maybe they're, maybe they're not well, all we, that we think of him as Hayward on the Celtics. If he was a more central figure on a team, I think he would, could be worth the price because, you know, ultimately he's just kind of a dish-out secondary ball handler on the Celtics. He's a luxury to them, uh, whereas on another team like the Hawks or even the Cavaliers who have shown interest in him uh, – he would be a central figure on a young team. The question is, does he want to go to a loser? Does he want to go to a place like Cleveland? I still like think Cleveland? he's a second option on a bad team. You know, I, I, I still, you know, I, Cleveland? I, think, I don't think, think that's in him going? anymore. Does he think that, you know, maybe this is a, a way for him. It doesn't to, matter. You're looking at NBA, you're looking at NBA GMs. Is an NBA GM thinking that Gord, I could build around Gordon Hayward. I don't think so anymore. No. You know, so Joe he's Sway, a nice piece, you know. Joe, Joe Sway mentioned something interesting earlier. He said if the money mattered to him, he would have resigned in Utah. No, that was I, me. Oh, it was Jimmy. Credit yeah, where it's due. <laughs> misappropriating. I'm not it. saying it doesn't matter. No, I so mean, I, this is this is what concerns me about this. I hope it's not something else. I hope it's not the BS fans and going at Robin online and freaking out about him every time he gets injured and this and that and just saying all this dumb stuff about him because I think we can all agree no one's been more unfairly treated online than Hayward and these past few seasons with the Celtics. Like it's been unbelievable, especially this season where he was actually good and he just had I don't a know, freak injury. I think it's been worse yeah, with Hayward. I think average it's been Al, are you worse. kidding? Dude, <laughs> Al took a lot of flack. People are looking at Al's box scores in game two, you know, and they're like right. 12 points and seven rebounds for the max contract. He well, this getting- is this is the problem, and I, I'm glad you bring Al in on that. Now, now, like it's not that the athletes can't tune this out. But then again, but, he left. But yeah. when you go into their family members, like they did with Anna, like they've done with Robin, like 
that's going to get back to them. Like they, they hear that. They're like, why are they saying this? They go to them and they're like, why are they saying this? And I got news. It's a problem. I got news for you. There's, there's they in every city. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You're going to find, it doesn't matter where you are. To the level of Boston. Yes. I mean, look, unless it's Miami, we maybe our live stream saw that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Miami, wherever the hell you are. Players. (laughs) You think, Tor- these, you think Toronto wouldn't be making jokes? Yeah, they'd be all over them. Yeah. Professional <laughs> athletes, they understand what it is now that, you know, they're all growing up in the social media era. And they, I'm sure that they coach their families and letting them know, hey, you know, you want to put yourself out there like like Anna Horford does. You want to put yourself in the middle of it all? You're going to you're gonna hear it, you know? So I don't necessarily think it's a problem. Um, what and about I when they're telling Robin to have her baby early? Well, <laughs> well we might have done that too. <laughs> That was more Come of on, a request than a demand. Yeah. That was more of a request. It was just kind of – we were just saying work with us, you know? Yeah. Meet us in the middle. You know, we want we want everything to go well, but, you know, just work it right. out. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that did end up not being an issue. So it all worked yeah, that, out. That falls in the passionate fan category. I don't see any lines being crossed. Come on. Yeah, I don't either, you know? <laughs> and, you know, people people kind of – right. It, it, I think he – I think he – he gets I don't, I don't think, think that factor, that's not going to factor into his decision. I would be plus also there's a there's a massive homery base here too. There's a lot of there's a lot of defenders out there for every for every one you know Jimmy Toscano out there friggin Yahoo you know just right. throw, yeah right here right. then there's 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 this version of Jimmy yeah I can be I can play both sides of the equation there's fanboys with his hard hat. There's a, there's a lookalike defending him over here. So <laughs> I, I think the thing we didn't mention here, the trade ideas, that's the other aspect to this. Especially sure. if he opts in. He's opt in. Yeah, if he opts in, there's a strong case to trade him. And that's where I was a week ago. Right. Uh, that's what we said last week on the pod yeah. was trade him. If he if he opts in, you can't risk him not being here. You really have to tear it up and resign. You have to opt out for with a resign or opt in and trade. You cannot lose – the asset you can't have him walk, so you you almost have to trade him. So yeah. if you're Gordon Hayward, knowing that, pick your dis- pick your destination. So so he opts in; he's not on the team anymore, according to you guys. He I mean, if I'm GM, I could be. And they don't have to do it right away. They could always wait till no. the deadline too. Yeah, you wait to the deadline. It's a good point, Jimmy. Wait to the deadline. If you no, 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 deadline, Jimmy. You screw up the whole team. You can't right? If it turns into a championship, Jimmy, you don't think it'll be worth it? Jimmy, it's a good point, though. If, you're, if his numbers go down, you can bring him back at a lower rate. Sorry. If he, opts in, if he opts in, he knows it's a certainty. He gets traded, so why not pick your own destination? Then again, you're only being traded for a few months, and you get to pick it anyway. Well, you don't get to pick it because it's only Cleveland, Atlanta, and New York. Like They're limited, so that's the you're other not- side of that. You're not going to trade him at the trade deadline. Is that what you said, Josue? No, I'm saying like if it was up to the trade deadline, that would be the last possibility. But then if there's nothing there, which probably won't be, you just keep him and keep him for the playoff run. And if it turns into a championship, who's going to complain? Well, no, if it turns into a championship, I don't think anybody would complain, but that's a massive if. You're not yeah. NBA finals appearance. Maybe. I don't think you can treat this year as an all in year. There's just too many other great teams. You're not. Like I said, yeah. you're building for 2023. Are you? I, that's okay. what I keep looking at that then, target. Then trade I keep, Marcus Smart. I keep looking at that 
that time when you're going to have to surround Jalen and Jason with the team that's going to keep them here for the rest of the You career. also have this time right now, though, where Hayward's very good and Kemba's right still very age, good. Why do you think they're so far, they're so far from, from NBA finals? Like, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the most important benchmark to me is that, is that kind of 2.0 portion of their careers where you have to make sure you can't sell out for now and leave yourself holding the bag because you'll have nothing okay those guys will pal up and go to a cool city and see you later and then you're friggin back into so, the so you're telling me if, if, if gordon stays for another year opts in and then he leaves the Celtics are doomed. They're no longer. They're not doomed. You've just lost another asset. You're out. Danny's out of draft picks now, so he's lost his capital. Right. You, 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 you need that salary and or a player of his capabilities on the roster. Yeah, and you have nothing to replace it. It, just, it weakens you. That's all I'm saying. You don't. You don't have the picks. You don't have the trade. You don't assets. have the picks. You don't have the salary to trade. You've got nothing. You and have that, no that trade. Look, and you don't have any cap space, so you can't improve. You got to hit a home run in the middle, middle to late stages of a draft, which we are clearly seeing has not. This, this is the end. This I'm worried about is Atlanta. If Atlanta doesn't do it, then I think the Celtics can sort of maybe not name their price, but they can work with Hayward, and, and they'll get they'll get him for a reasonable price. But that's the and only even, thing I'm really worried about is the Hawks. And even if Atlanta does pursue him, you you have to pay a little bit more. But that's I, what I'm I still, saying, it's gonna I still think you should do price. it. I still think you should do it. Where else are you going to put that money? As long as it's three years or less, because 2023, you're going to want a lot of money coming off the books. I think right, Smart so you... comes up after 22. Um, but the other reason you might want to trade him is if you get a Miles Turner back, if you get a TJ Lee for some of these other guys from the Pacers, they're not great, but they're tradable assets into the future. You could trade those guys in 2021. You could trade those guys in 2022. If you lose Hayward... What are you talking about for trade assets? Smart, and that's it. Because you're not moving Brown, you're not moving Tatum, and unless you hit a home run in the draft, how are you going to improve? Exactly. So that's it's again, if they're in a really tough spot. I think that that wrinkle of like him sniffing around, you know, I think the dilemma we were looking at last week was very much, you know, opt in and then risk trading him and possibly getting worse because you're not going to get the same value back in return in a trade. And that would have been the dilemma. You take one step back in order to maybe take two steps forward down the road. Now, when you enter in this new report and this new vibe of like him right. looking for that Horford scenario, I think it really just changed the dynamic because, you know, now it's like, shit, we need him. We need him. We need him. So, uh, it, you know, it, it, this kills me though. Cause, and disagree with me if you, if you want here, I still Joe think, this, well. I still think this team's best Joe chance has been on Hayward since when since his minutes when he started coming back right oh that's right oh, yeah. Yeah. oh he was Stephen a problem, yeah. okay it's yeah, it's it's Stephen a. he was he was, yeah. he was oh, a he was problem in 2019 that's true he's gonna Nobody rip it off and there's gonna be a jay crowder jersey underneath that sweatshirt <laughs> right now okay it's been hey. personal since we ran Jay out of town to bring Hayward. No, yeah, one too. I'm actually gonna I'll hang it up here next time jay crowder for what he's getting paid y'all would love some jay right about now jay was great in the finals i wouldn't <laughs> or not the finals, the the rest of the playoffs. Well, I, I, I still think the Celtics' best chance to win a championship is having Brown, Smart, uh, Hayward, Kemba, and Tatum healthy all at the same time, which we never saw last year. Uh, oh, we got Doc Rivers here. Might be a pipe dream. Never lost a playoff series when healthy. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> right. And, and you might never get to that, but I still think you want to give it another shot. And that's why I think the long-term extension is the best move here. Yeah. I mean, all right. What about um, trades? I mean, are there are there 
trades that you'd be happy with? I know we mentioned Turner. I mean, Zach Lowe mentioned um, the Portland one stunk. Yeah, Zach, Zach Collins. That, it's that, that Collins, Indiana one. The one. It's that Indiana one that everybody's really stuck on here. You know. Yeah, because Turner's right. good. Oh, no. It fills it fills a spot in need. Maybe you could get Oladipo in there somehow, and you're getting a star back with questions. It's it's intriguing for sure. And it's intriguing uh, because there's names attached. Whether or not they fit here remains to be. You also seen. don't burn a bridge with Hayward, which matters. Like he would be happy going there. He would. So I don't care. It, yeah, a like lot Danny of things work. Gives a shit. <laughs> like Danny Ainge is like Danny Ainge is worried about burning. Here you go. <laughs> hey, what about the Hawks? What about Atlanta? Click Capella again. That name came back up. They, they'll sign him if they want him. They're not going to trade for him. Um, so. I like what I said. About, I don't, OKC. I, I don't love any of the other ones except for the Indiana because you know it's always like, well, what if Oladipo you know regains that you know? Right. There's always a chance, but you don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's. Um, we spent a long time on Hayward. Let's move on because we're going to keep talking about it because it's going to continue to be a story. Um, what's our date for free agency, Bobby? None yet. I know. Uh, what are we? What? What? Where are they? What's being kicked around now? I know it's not settled. Uh, December first, probably. Although, if they do this December twenty second start date, it'd probably be like November nineteenth. I read one article today about like how squeezed this all could be. It's oh, unreal. it's going to be insane. Yeah, Absolute. I mean. This is going to be fun, by the way, because we could do oh, this yeah. thing nightly. It's going to be a free <laughs> if they do, if they do December twenty second, we'll do our draft show. We'll have a free agency show the next night, and then, and then training camp starts December first. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, and it's it, that that'd be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen, but man, yeah. that would be fun. <laughs> All right, let's move to the other big story today, and that's uh. uh Real uh, quick, hold on. Real quick. No, I've moved on. I changed the graphic. <laughs> Come on, real. Oh, you did. All right. All right, yeah, go ahead. What do you want? So I was gonna say, real quick, we're talking about like 2023 and Gordon Hayward and all this stuff. The Celtics, I think, what we're missing is the Celtics need to hit on some sort of draft pick in in this from now until then, right? Because they've kind of missed some of these middle picks we've talked about, and the whole way of bridging and getting those low contracts in there and mixing with the high contract, like. Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum is you have those guys to bridge it. So you're not saying, Oh, you know, 2023 is a hard cutoff. You know, that's going to be a whole new lineup. Then it's like, you need to, if, if listen, if you're the Celtics and you don't like anybody in this draft, you need to figure out a way to get into next year's first round. Cause like you said, John, they don't have any future first. They need to start working some of those trade, you know, Danny had to start building some of those future first again, because there might be a player, whether it's, if it's not in this off season, it could be at the deadline or it could be next off season where they might need to have some of those extra assets because some of their player assets aren't that valuable. Romeo, um, you know, you can go down the line with some of their, some of their recent draft picks that you can't get a whole lot for. I mean, you're, you're going to be giving some picks. So I mean, you're trying to give some away. I think if you can't figure out a way to trade them. Imagine how little this would matter if they won the freaking coin flip a couple of years ago and just ended up with Tyler hero. And we'd be like, yeah, Gordon can <laughs> opt out, you know, yeah. <laughs> Please they, also, opt out. they also could add Kevin Durant. Un, it's unbelievable. Um, all right. So may I, Jimmy? Can I change the graphic? Yeah, we're good now. I'm going to get that <laughs> off my chest. Read it right there. 76ers to hire Daryl Morey to run their basketball operations. It says it right here. How about that? That was a bit of a – I mean, I know people were wondering what was going to happen when Morey uh, left the Hornets. Um, I didn't think this would happen this quickly. This makes sense. Um, but really interesting – uh, move here by Philly. And I think if you're a Boston fan, um, it's definitely going to 
worry you a little bit because now you feel like this organization that has had the talent and had the pieces and had the assets all this time was just run poorly. And now you've got mm -hmm. somebody who might be able to move move the pieces around, build the team, and uh, be competitive here uh, after the absolute dumpster fire that we saw in Philly last year and into the playoffs. And uh, really so over the last let's get initial decade. reactions here to the Maury signing. And again, I know immediately people are going to wonder what it means for the future of uh, Embiid and Simmons. We'll kick that around. But first things first, just what do you guys think? Uh, what was your first thought? Uh, Jimmy, start with you. My first thought was Elton Brand has been completely cucked. Um, he didn't even lose his job. He just had to hand it over to somebody who was going to do it better than him and just kind of like watch while it happens. My second thought was what's going to happen to – either Embiid or Simmons, because those are the two guys that when the Sixers no-showed in the playoffs, everyone said, the Sixers have to blow it up. One of these guys has to go. And I think we pretty much said they can't trade any of those guys because the value is just not – they're not going to get anything close to what they should in return. So I'm very interested to see what Maury has in plan for those two or if he has a plan for those two. Maybe maybe one is favored over the other. I know he's a bit of a small ball guy, so I, I wonder how that's going to, to play. Um, but yeah, I think if you're the Celtics, you're very, you're, your antennas are up, put it that way. They're, they're a lot higher than they were prior to the signing because Daryl Morey is a, a, you know, a very smart basketball mind. And, and like you said, John, you know, he can sort of bring some stability, maybe some leadership over to that organization and get them going, um, in the right direction. It, it's, yeah. it's an interesting uh, pair. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, but I don't, I don't know if we can just jump to the assumption that this is gonna turn into a team with a bunch of shooters. At least not right away. You know, I, I think he's gonna work with Doc Rivers a bit. I thought it was interesting that the hiring of Doc Rivers came first before this. Right. And normally, you know, right, you pick your coach, and and I think moving forward, Doc Rivers. I don't know. Something tells me that they're gonna have to blow this thing up. I mean, I, I think Doc Rivers had Ben Simmons in mind. I think they had a big. Uh, part of his decision to go over there. I think he wants to mentor him. Dr. Big point guard guy, superstar point guards. He loves him. I think this is sort of his next challenge, his next project, you know, remove years removed from, from Chris Paul. And then now you look at what's going to happen next. Do you move and beat? I would try to move and beat. I know some people don't want to hear that, but I think you have to split these two. It's just, it's not going to work out. And because of the restrictions you have on the cap, you sort of have to make a move here and do something drastic. One move, if you're looking drastic, Thinking big picture here, I mean, just because of who Doc is and the kind of teams that he, the kind of team he had in in, in L.A., what happens if they decide to, to to trade for someone like Gobert? You know, does that change things? You know, take a small step back before you take a step forward. Now, Gobert's bird rights would go with him. You know, you can bring him back. You send over Embiid, which would give the the Denver Nuggets someone that can compete against Jokic. You know, maybe that gets them over. Because uh, obviously the Denver Nuggets were in their way, and maybe moving forward the Philadelphia 76ers can have that space and, and then move Al Horford. You know, that's the goal here. Wow. Doc, I'm trying to move him. Maybe not this year or next year, but you have to get from up from under that contract, get some expiring deals into the picture, and then moving forward you can try to grab some big free agents. You know, I think they have to step take a step back a bit before they can go truly go forward. I'm with you, Josue, because Doc and Daryl don't seem like a match made in heaven, especially the way they typically run their systems. Doc's more old school. Daryl's on that new wave. He created the new wave. So I do see think he's going to be 
trying to fix this roster gradually. And that could start immediately with an Embiid trade. And when it comes to Simmons and Embiid, it's got to be Embiid. He's older. He's who he is. Simmons ultimately has the long-term potential to be one of the best players in this league. Embiid's there now, and I think he is who he is. Uh, so I- I'm a little worried. He is who he is. He's a stud, though. When, when he's got his head in the game, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah but for, what a center, for what a center can be in today's league. I just don't see Daryl going forward with a star center. And again, MB- in the bubble, I don't know, man. Doc's not about that. Yeah, so Doc's going to try to make it work in the time being. I just think Daryl's going to have some bigger plans long-term, get the draft capital up, try to position themselves for a big trade like he did with James Harden in the past. And uh, in the meantime, maybe bring in some shooters and get this closer to being an operation to what he had in Houston. And that's what I think. I think anything and everything you can do to get out from Horford um, is job one, if you can. Um, The problem Call huh? New York. Call New York. That's, that's job one. And if you can do that, I think Simmons and Embiid can coexist. I think that that is an overplayed uh, narrative that the two absolutely can't coexist together. I think they absolutely can if you surround them with shooters. They just didn't surround them with shooters this year. Right. And I think that that's what Maury's good at and going to do. I do have to look at it. If you did have to, if they were on an island and he's got to pick one to, to go with and one to leave behind, I, I I can't see Simmons being the guy he sticks with for being a, a guy who likes to spread the floor and shoot a lot of threes and have a guy that is literally petrified of the three-point line. Yeah, the point guard who how many, better at, at getting three-point shots, though. You know, How many uh, you know, games is Daryl Morey? Doc Rivers is going to get him to shoot, too. I'm not saying he's going to turn it to Steph Curry, but I, he, he has to shoot. Doc's going to make him shoot. He, he did will it with not do it. Daryl Morey. That mid-range. Look, it was ugly, but Rondo had to do it. He had to. He's going to last one quarter in this position on the Sixers if Ben Simmons doesn't start taking three-pointers. That's literally what <laughs> Daryl Morey is. He's a, right. he's, a, he's literally, like, that's literally all he wants. He's it's going to be like the Austin Powers fembots, you know, like the, it's just heads. Going, <laughs> his, ben Simmons, yeah, his one head of them is, going is not to going to explode. <laughs> Watching one quarter of Simmons, but we said he was going to shoot. Like he's not going to be able to handle it. When Ben Simmons, when Ben Simmons saw the news today, <laughs> Boom, you know, ben, ben Simmons looking at his phone, seeing that Daryl Morey, Morey is the new uh, president of basketball. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. He's going to literally. He text, he's going to take twenty nine GMs in the first quarter of the first game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dude needs to. This dude needs to come out in the first game of the season and just start ripping three pointers. It doesn't matter if he misses all ten. Really, it doesn't matter. Just, just take them. Just, just get it in. Get in the flow of it. That's gonna be Daryl Morey's message. I, I would imagine before he even says hello, he's probably already texting Ben Simmons about that right now. It's amazing <laughs> though. I, on a separate note, it, it is amazing because like you know, if you had a child, like this is like if you have a child and you're like you have to do this or else I'm not going to let you play. Like you have to do this thing. You know, like, and they still don't do it. It's like, how many times did Brett Brown say like, we talked about it and it's going to happen. And then like, we talk. and he wouldn't does, do does it. Does Doc speak a different language? What's he going to do to like, do anything different? Again, to use my crappy analogies, you know, like every time Willie Mays Hayes popped one up in Major League, they made him do 20 push-ups. Like literally in the preseason, I would tell Ben Simmons, you can only shoot three-pointers. And if you do anything other than shoot a three-pointer, I'm going to take you out of the game. You know, like that's it. Laps, doesn't matter. Push-ups. Just (laughs) suicides. 
something. It's amazing. He won't do it. He can't do it. Yeah, it feels like it feels like Philly's throwing darts around here when you think of the combination of some of these guys. Let's get the best coaching name we can see in Doc. Let's get the best uh, GM name we can in Maury. And then they take a Pacers assistant who's known for his drop defense, and we saw how that drop defense looked last year. So you have three conflicting personalities there, ultimately. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to shake out. I also think it's interesting that Doc said he was going to take some time off. Maury said he was going to take some time off. And then they both get these hefty deals from Philly. I mean, this could be these guys cashing in as much as anything for Philly getting in on the other end. It's a reasonable yeah. point. Yeah. I, I think Doc was kind of like, I guess I'll coach. Yeah, you know? and Maury too. Like, well, maybe I'll go fix Philly. Like, that doesn't well, sound Maury, fun yeah, to me. More, the Maury news came out of nowhere when he left when he left um, Houston. And he's like, oh, like, my son just graduated high school. It's a good time to, like, reassess, like, what we're going to do. It's like packing up the car moving to philadelphia like <laughs> two weeks later it's like kind of un unreal but yeah you're right bobby got a brand new intern with my son yeah yeah plenty <laughs> of incentive i guess to to do that i mean uh, listen and they also but listen i can't help but think that that both doc and daryl morey didn't take the job because of the potential upside there and that upside is with Embiid and simmons so i can't imagine they're all thinking how can we blow this team up right and start over you think doc rivers wants to go and do a rebuild we know for a fact that he doesn't want to do that so <laughs> yeah you can't, you can't tell me that they're trying to get rid of one or the other right now they, they're gonna give it a chance they're gonna give it a chance before they do anything if you're philly you're hoping new york strikes out completely and they're like look Dude. we'll get a veteran presence in here here's julius randall here's wayne ellington don't worry both their contracts are gonna expire in a year you'll have fun jo you know? Sway is trying to kill every last new yorker left in the city with with either al horford and gordon hayward he wants he they'll wants get marcus the Knicks, morris again too he, he wants no, the Knicks to hayward, acquire it'll both hayward. it'll be hilarious come on jimmy every time they play the subs like, oh look it's our old buddy hey, you know reunion <laughs> time wait where's marcus morris going <laughs> i am curious so when we talk about when we talk about um uh maury um, and being the kind of the 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 grandfather, the father of the new modern NBA sort of thing. How much of that do you think is based on the talent that he already had in place, uh, and how much of it was um, the you know insisting that this is a system and then getting that talent? You know, I mean, like if you've got Harden, you know, that's what you got to do. So you know, is do you think he's insistent on having this thing? Does this do the Sixers have to be a team that jacks fifty threes a game? I think so. I think that's yeah. part of the puzzle here. He was sort of determined to get that out. You know, he's, that's his MO. He's determined that this can be championship basketball and he won't let it go. So I don't think, again, I think there'll be a mix of things, you know, him and the way he does things, the way Doc uh, does things. But I do think uh, Ben Simmons, just the, the ability that he's able to create so many three-pointers, I think that's something that's been talked about heavily between those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't see. And then and the Houston thing they did last year, I thought that was an anomaly. Uh, definitely, he, he'll make it work with an Embiid if he has to. Uh, so, yeah, that Houston situation was awkward. Um, I just think that, you know, you had Russell Westbrook. He couldn't shoot threes. You had a hurt center. So they downsized as much as they could and made the best of that situation. And he'll have to do that here, too, because it's not like they're going to put four elite three-point shooters on the floor around Simmons day one. Like, they're going to have to work within the constraints of this roster somewhat until a deal comes down the line. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like after Chris Paul, they were sort of just guessing in Houston. <laughs>
Oh, uh, right. I mean, and that got that, that Westbrook thing. That, got shoved, that Westbrook thing got shoved onto him by James Harden, and yeah. what a disaster it was! Hey, one of the worst now. trades ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, Westbrook was completely lost in the playoffs by the end. I mean, he couldn't even hit a free throw. Yeah, possibly due to COVID. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, 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 he was. Uh, all right. Look, before we uh, before we wrap it all up, we did want to talk about um, the. Uh, um the 20 uh the december 22nd start date for the 20 let's go let's do it yeah <laughs> let's do it let's get yeah. back to the garden in a month which um again the, the the timetable here again the draft starts when bobby november, november 18th 18 right um and then you're looking at maybe free agency a week after that week and a half and then training camp go you know john looks john looks tired thinking about it <laughs> uh, I, right. No, I, this was, this was refreshing. It is really weird though, to not have basketball right now. I really miss, I, I miss, I miss the bubble a little bit. I, I like, I do too. we want to go back. I, 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 I knew it. I can't wait to cover games, but I miss having NBA basketball on all day. It was freaking really cool. You like, know, like, felt like the you know, tournament every day, the regular season. Yeah. It felt like March madness and having it all day and then playoffs every night. And just, so it was just, you know, it was a cool thing, and it was, uh, you know, uh, and they did a good job with it. But I mean, holy wow, this is fast, man. I mean, this doesn't make any sense at all. Now you're talking about stars resting. Lakers are like, yeah, maybe I'll skip the first month or two. Like, I mean, this would be a disaster if you like LeBron's like, I'll see you in March, you know, like uh, that's when I'll be ready. I, I don't get it. I also don't understand the philosophy of they need to start that early to be done by June. Uh, you know, so they can do the Olympics. But if they start later, the season won't be over till September. Like, no, you're missing two months there. You know, like that, that's, that doesn't make sense. That's fuzzy math. So I don't really get what they're doing. And uh, it, it seems that the players are going to buck here. Yeah, I think that's what it really boils down to. And obviously the big showcase is Christmas Day, right? That's the big NBA yeah. day. That's where they cash in. You know, obviously the NFL is still available. But I mean, for a lot of NBA fans or even guys who are, uh, you know, not huge NBA fans, they may tune in, you know, that's the big day. So that's their big marquee matchup lineups. And that's the day I think you'll see all the superstars play after that. Yeah. John, to your point, complete rest mode, especially for the champion Lakers. I mean, that's a lot to put on these guys' body. And of course, LeBron James did miss the postseason in 2019. But I mean, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you'd be crazy to put your complete team out there. But for a team like the Golden State Warriors, maybe that helps them in the beginning, you know, maybe that gets them off to the right foot. While the other teams catch up and they may struggle a bit, but you know that'll get them going out from you know right out of the gate. But it'll make for an interesting start to the NBA season for sure to see where every single team is at, respectively. All right, yeah. so I don't think it's crazy. I think it makes I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Joe Sway already talked, and I pretty much agree with you completely, Joe Sway. That and what I said when we were predicting when the next season would start, I always said Christmas Day, Christmas Day, Christmas that, Day. Yeah. Basketball and Christmas Day are like peanut butter and jelly, right? And if you're the NBA, you're trying to figure out ways that you're going to make money next season because you're not anticipating full arenas, you need to make your money through advertising and ratings, right? And if all you have to do is show the players, hey, this is how much money we lost this year. I think it was $800 million alone just in not having fans. And they only didn't have fans for what? The last 10 games of the regular season in the playoffs? Now you're going to talk about 72 games in the playoffs or whatever it is. You have a percentage of fans. So you're going to lose a ton of money on fans. You need to figure out other ways to make money. So that's that's the NBA saying, listen, players, okay, fine. You don't want to start Christmas Day. You want to start middle of January or, or February. 
fine. This is how much money you're going to lose out on because guess what? Your salary is going into escrow and, you know, we can only pay you X amount of money because we've only made X amount of money. So that's going to change a lot of NBA players perspective when they see the numbers. And I mean, I just think that if you're the NBA, eventually you want to get back to a regular schedule. You can't be starting the season again in March or in February playing all the way through until, you know, late August or September. You know, if you're the NBA, you got to slowly get back there. So if that means starting a little bit earlier, finishing in like July, because the Olympics don't start until like mid July. I think. Yeah. July so 23rd. You're, still, you're still playing late into the summer, later than you normally would by a good month, month and a half for a lot of teams that aren't making the playoffs. So they got to do something here to slowly get back to normalcy. Yeah, the difference right now between the league and the players, the league wants the day of Santa Claus. The players want the day of Martin Luther King. Right. It's about a month of a difference. A, almost a month. Yeah, so... 22, it's, a big month. so. it's a big month, though. It's a big month. It's a big month because... football at some point. Yeah, football Olympics. and the start, the start of next year. Can you get yourself back to the normal league start time for 2021-22, right. which is what they're trying to do here. Uh, so... And they're already I love, knocking down games, right? They're going to go from 82 to 72 this season. So, like, they're already sort of saying, hey, players, we'll do you a little bit solid here. We'll take some games off of this. But we got to start sooner than... And let's not forget, we're talking about a handful of teams, and LeBron's LeBron's. He is the NBA, so he's the most vocal. But there are a ton of teams where that start date is not going to affect them one iota. Eight teams out of 30 haven't played since March 11th. <laughs> That's what people forget, and it's easy to forget the Cavaliers. March 11th. I can't blame them. Right. The other guys were playing last week. No, that's not true. The, the regular season was what? Uh, I mean, we're talking a handful of games and then first round of the playoffs. Those guys have been out for a while. We're talking not about just like, that too. All but the, we're probably all talking but the about 16 18. playoff teams. How about the final four? All but we're the final like eight but teams, let's say. Even the, the ones who played in the bubble and didn't make the playoffs were there for a freaking week, two weeks. <laughs> You know, so they play. They stopped playing in March. Then they played a tournament for two weeks. Right. And, Zion and played three games. So really, you're talking about a hugely disproportionate disadvantage for the final four and eight teams. Right. Hey, and you know what, LeBron? Maybe take your month levels off. The field. Levels the playing field a little bit, right? You think we're talking you th about the best teams, anyways? I'm You're a socialist. This, <laughs> I'm just this, this LeBron threat too. <laughs> Stealing from the rich, baby. <laughs> you don't think LeBron's gonna skip Christmas Day? I mean, with this month no. holdout that he's talking about, he's not going to show up for Christmas, or is he just going to go to Christmas and wait hey. till Martin Luther King Day and be a holiday worker? What was the yeah. first thing LeBron like said? That, probably. What, was, what, what was the first thing LeBron said when somebody said, oh, they're talking about continuing the season without the fans? What did LeBron <laughs> That's say? great. No chance I'm playing an NBA game without the fans. Who played more NBA games without the fans in LeBron I think he probably played the most so I mean listen players are going to react the way they're going to react sure like that makes sense that's a normal reaction if you're the Lakers you're a week off from winning the title and you got to go back to work in three weeks so I understand that reaction but it's so soon it's gonna yeah, happen what about, but who was who was it was it Marcus Morris damn I forget who said it but what was it right before the uh they, they started things in Orlando hey, if LeBron says we're playing we're playing yeah, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, well, you know, there's other people opposing this too. Trainers, executives, coaches. Well, the everybody. Trainers. What are the trainers saying? <laughs> you don't want. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's make sure we get their opinion. You don't want for the guard report. We've got our finger on the pulse of the trainer. <laughs> you don't. You don't want some more Jason Tatum, Drew Hanlon training in the next month. 
Druid. Oh, that's going to throw the whole thing off the track. <laughs> you're telling me. Hey, you're telling I me mentioned defending. some other names in there, too. No, no one defending. wants this but the owners. And Brian defending Duke. NBA champion. <laughs> Lakers won't be happy to take the stage on Christmas. I think they do. I'm in support of this. I'm I'm, I'm all for December 22nd, but just because I want to get back to the garden. Who knows if that's going to happen? The other thing here is fans. The league was hoping that they could have fans. Adam Silver said they were hoping for instant testing for next season. If we're talking January versus December, vaccine, any of that stuff, like neither, none of those things are coming, whether they do January or December. So you might as well do December. They can wait till March and do try to get fans in there for March. But if it doesn't happen, you just waited for three months for nothing. So why yeah, not yeah. do the early date? I yeah. think initially they, had, they really had their fingers crossed, hoping that they will have fans. Like, I think they were banking on that. At least a couple thousand or something. Just let us have some fans because they know a lot of the revenue. That's where it comes from. I mean, uniforms, you know, things that are purchased, you know. You might uh, get that. The, the NBA, I mean, yeah, you might get some of that, but they lost a lot of that. You know, a lot of these purchases, a lot of the stuff, concessions that, you know, all that is is included. And then you look at uh, where we are now, not a lot has changed. You know, they're not going to open the doors for fans just like that, especially what are we a couple of months away. So I think that really changed things with the, with the NBA. And they're like, look, we have to do Christmas. now. They're going so to have to allow. They're going to have to say they have I would go another bubble in Florida, started no. in February, play all the games <laughs> outside with fans. And reporters. Or, or they could, yeah, get the, they could get the CLNS peanut gallery to produce the crowd noise. They'll just yeah. have to change the rules. We could outdoor do that. games would be unreal. You get the weathers in play now. You know, I love it. Play it at Rucker. Play it Rucker. That was an idea. That would be an awesome wrinkle. Like, we'll play with fans outside, you know. Yeah, that's the only be- way we'll do an all-star. At least that should be the all-star game. Yeah. If they want to have an all-star game. That'd be Andy, awesome. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. We never thought they'd do the bubble when they did. So yeah. Get creative. Well, we all, get creative. You know? I think we can all agree that the, the bubble was a great great success. Not yeah. to bring back for it, but it was but it won't it won't be it won't be renewed, I don't think. I don't think you don't think. No. I don't think the, you'll get the players to do a full season in the bubble. Maybe. Probably not. No chance. I don't think so it's even being discussed. They're gonna get they're gonna have to get creative with travel how teams are traveling you know i, I heard they're gonna I mean, try to do it maybe like baseball in here but the problem is is you're, you're going into indoor spaces now and it's different you know what do you guys think well, of this? The, the the main problem is you're, you're letting the players live their lot live their lives yeah yeah happen, you know so yeah. and look what just happened at the world series bubble you're gonna deal with covid I, yeah. people getting covid that's going to happen Wait, what were you gonna say so this is one thing that crossed my mind a couple of days ago. And this is only because this is a, a this was an idea that was thrown out there before the bubble, right? Remember all those wacky ideas that were out there? People were talking yeah. about little mini tournaments and, and whatnot. What if the NBA were to start the regular season where teams had to face their, only their division uh, opponents for a couple of weeks? You know, that will minimize travel. You don't have to go too far. I mean, look at Boston. We were talking Boston, New York, Toronto, a little far. But, you know, Philly. Uh, that, Toronto that won't be in Toronto. Traveling. What's that? That's what we have to talk about too. Where's Toronto going? Louisville just got knocked off the table, baby. (laughs) Wherever they'll be, or what is it? We're just talking about Kansas City, whatever. I mean, I think divisions toast though. Are we rest in peace divisions? And could be a possibility, maybe just to start things and then you know play the rest of the the teams play each other. I mean, obviously East and West are already limited, and maybe you cut that back a little bit. But for the most part, you'll see uh, somewhat of what we're used to. Let's bring yeah. the Raptors to Boston. Let's do it. Let's do it. Boston <laughs> would love that. 
He's looking for the brand. He's like, where's Serrano on that one? <laughs> um, they need a new home. Boston, we've had two teams before in a league. Let's yeah. do it. Two, two straight thoughts just to end it. Uh, one, Portland. we talked about talked about the bubble. It is amazing that um, it went off the way that it did, and it really only existed because – it really only happened because Keith Smith of Celtics Blog wrote it into existence, which is frigging phenomenal. You know, <laughs> a guy was like, hey, why don't they just do it down there? Wrote about why it would work. NBA yeah, thought that yeah, was, that's, a phenomenal, yeah. that's a phenomenal <laughs> idea. Then they did it. Really, still waiting for Keith to get his due. And he you know? didn't. They yeah, sent him, he didn't even get an invite said, They down sent there. him a note, you know, like – Somebody sent him like something said thanks, but that's it. But Disney Disney got a hundred ninety million dollars from that transaction. So and he just he just wrote it into existence, and it happened, which is amazing. You think uh, have a couple of guests or not? He made he made a lot of people a lot of money. I hope he gets his fair share. Unbelievable, right? Uh, number two, and we're not, we didn't talk about it on this pod, but we will eventually. Is I do think you know one of the things to look forward to. You know, they, they posted odds for the season um in, in terms of uh eastern conference and i i will save this full discussion for the next one but um it was the milwaukee one in the east like of, of the the team most likely to make the finals followed by the celtics tied with the nets and i think that nets dynamic is going to be so interesting so i do want to get into that in the next podcast i just want to leave everybody with this one tweet from john we're gonna we're gonna do a What's full that? podcast bashing the Nets. I can't yes. Wait. So just, I just, just as a little primer, John Hollinger, who writes for the Athletic now, uh, had this tweet which I thought was great. It was, or I think he said this on a podcast. The Nets have Kevin Durant. This is about the Nets. Everyone's saying they're going to be great next year, but and he and he put it into perspective. The Nets have Kevin Durant recovering from an Achilles injury, Kyrie Irving recovering from a shoulder injury, and fifteen other players recovering from spending a year with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> And now, so yeah, that'll, that'll go over real well. <laughs> I love it. Now they got their month of trade rumors coming too. The guys coming off of surgeries or the poor bastards who were healthy all year that had to sit and deal with Kyrie Irving for a year. We haven't and even have, gone and, through trade season with them yet. And uh, have to right, Kyrie's basically said, we got to get rid of all the these market. other, you know, like. <laughs> Jared Allen. <laughs> so. There could Wait, be a fire still no. over there, but I, we'll get oh, yeah. into that. <laughs> That's the other thing. One trade, one trade's been reported. One trade that hasn't been officially done, but I guess it's been talked out. What are the odds? That's the Nets. Yeah, right. Who knows? But like I said, we can go on on them for a while. But I want to get into that in the next one. We'll see if there's more NBA news. But we had a ton here. Gordon Hayward. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll keep talking about it. Daryl Morey to the Sixers. Interesting dynamic. You know, could could shift things around in the east so we'll see what happens yeah. there could create some interesting player movement if people do what more he thinks he might do and come in there and start to shake it up um and obviously could make the sixers a little bit more competitive here with the celtics in the Maybe east give him a pulse put some puts them back you know it gives them the kick that they might need uh and then the nba trying to rush through the start date we've got the draft coming up we've got free agency right after it and then bang we're off and running so i mean we're almost in full swing bobby is doing his homework so we are going to get some draft talk um soon right bobby for sure yeah okay so we'll start talking about some prospects too they're here at 14 we want to see them trade up so we're going to look at guys they might get up to six, seven, eight, nine range and get. We'll start telling you about these guys and maybe get a little excitement going. 
Uh, we'll see what happens there again. Could be more talks of trades, trading Golden State with the two. We'll see there. But there's tons still going on. We'll be talking about it um, throughout the very short offseason uh, with Josue Pavone, Heavy.com, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning from Celtics Blog and CLNS Media. I'm John Zanis. We will see you guys next time.